This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and I'm joined by a very special guest today. He is one of the uh, head trainers at the Hit Squad and uh, one of the founders of the Hit Squad as well, along with uh, Matt Hughes and Robbie Lawler. Matt Pena is uh, joining me today. How are you doing today? Um, good, thank you. I appreciate you taking time out to uh, to chat with me today. I, I understand you're down with uh, uh, Jeremy Horn's gym in uh, uh, Utah right now with Matt. Well, yeah, that's that's uh, that's, that's partially true. I'm, I'm no longer the uh, trainer at the Hit Squad, although I do own interest in it and still train uh, a couple of the fighters there. I'm currently out at um, Elite Performance that's in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, with Jeremy Horn, um, who's my oh. partner, and. Uh, yeah, we have um, uh, Matt Hughes um, out here, and, and uh, you know, we often have a lot of different guys come out here for, for various different reasons. All right, thanks for that clarification. I guess I hadn't realized that you had uh, um, switched over. I knew you were down there working with them, but uh, that's that sounds like an exciting development. I know uh, Jeremy's gym down there has been gaining steam, and uh, um, Marcus Johnson came out there for the Ultimate Fighter 9, and um, they got a lot of good things going on out of that gym in Utah. Yeah, for sure. I've been working down here for a couple of years with uh, with Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy's obviously uh, we we go back to the days of uh, the old dominating military fighting system. So we're you know we're all family still. And um, you know over the last couple of years, I've I've had a chance to work with you know continue to work with Jeremy and get to know a bunch of his fighters uh, as well. So it's been a smooth transition for me. Now uh, you've got a couple of your guys that have either just had fights or uh, coming up with fights with Robbie just uh, um, coming off that spectacular knockout come from behind victory over Melvin Manhope and then um, Matt's coming up with his fight against uh, Henzo in April. Uh, how did the fight go for uh, for Robbie from your end of it and uh, how did the game plan go with that fight and then uh, uh, what can we expect from Hughes coming up? I know he's training hard for this fight with Henzo. Um, well, definitely it was a uh, uh Fighting against Melvin Manhoff is a, a pretty interesting experience. I mean, it's built up uh, the majority of his career, especially in MMA, just anticipating and, and just demolishing a lot of a lot of fighters. So it's he's a, a little bit more different than um, getting prepared for a lot of fights because I don't think I've ever spent uh, as much time with a particular fighter trying to just purely intimidate one of the most intimidating fighters there are in terms of Robbie Lawler. Not as effective uh, as his leg kicks were. Um, he definitely came to fight. Uh, the one thing that he he forgot about is the fact that you know Robbie is a, a big hitter as well. And uh, you know we saw some holes that were in um, uh, uh, that were in uh, Melvin Manhoff's uh, uh, game plan, and, and saw some things through tape that we've kind of watched. Um, although we weren't able to do some of the things that we wanted to early on. In the end, I, I really thought that we were going to be able to knock him out. I, I just thought it was going to be a situation where we might be able to get a takedown or two, um, get him to, to uh, uh, pursue us a little bit later, maybe at the end of round one or round two, and, and look to knock him out late. Um, but Melvin came with a great game plan. Um, you know, he still uh, you know threw a lot of punches and tried to open up on Rob a little bit too early. And, uh, you know, Rob was sitting there waiting to exploit some of the things that we saw um, you know, just basically in, in tapes, um, uh, in some of his K1 fights and, and also in some of his uh, um, regular uh, MMA matches, but mostly from the K1 tapes. Now, being that, uh, you know, Melvin came out with, with such a good game plan and he was really putting it on uh, Robbie there and, and he started limping really badly with those leg kicks because that was doing a lot of damage and that was where Melvin was scoring uh, mostly with his strikes, but 
Uh, were you guys getting worried in the corner at all that uh, Robbie hadn't been able to do much to that point? I mean, he landed three punches in the entire fight. He made them he made them count clearly. But uh, as the, as that round was starting to wear down, were you guys getting a little nervous, or were you expecting him to be able to get that uh, final shot in, considering he hadn't landed anything yet? You know, I could sit here and pretend like you know everything was uh, exactly the way it went, but. Um, you know, at some point, there was maybe just like an ounce of hesitance that came in when I saw Robbie uh, wince uh, one time after a after leg kick. He went to take a step, and, and he winced. And it was the first time that I had a little bit of doubt in my mind, thinking, well, if my guy can't stand on that front leg, I'm, you know, how's he going to be able to fight? But it was something that I was able to get out of my head pretty quickly, and, and Rob did as well. And... Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that that wince came from, it wasn't from the inside uh, um, leg kick that, that he, he he just received. He actually rolled his ankle and sprained his own ankle by, by taking a step. And um, But between the sprained ankle and, and some of the damage that Melvin uh, was inflicting on his leg, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a concern. But, again, it's something that where uh, a little less experienced fighter might have panicked and, and Robbie was able to kind of stay calm. And Melvin didn't, I don't, I don't even think he really hit uh, Robbie to his head. Even after the fight, we kind of were joking about backstage and looking for marks on his face. And he didn't have a thing, maybe a scratch on on the, the top side of his head. But uh, that was really it. But the, uh, the, the inside leg definitely needed some ice and uh, a little bit of attention, though. Now, in the post-fight interview, Robbie was a bit... Uh, um standoffish about what, you know, his his future plans were. He was asked about another uh, fight with Jake Shields in the future, perhaps. Um, and then along with uh, those comments and Matt Hughes coming out multiple times talking about, um, you know, just the experience with Strikeforce as a whole, uh, wh- what are you think, uh, seeing in Robbie's future with Strikeforce? Um, and is it something where he's he's looking to get back to the UFC? Because I know that's a lot of the speculation out there, can you elaborate on that at all? Um, well, the UFC's always had a really special uh, spot for Robbie, and likewise, Robbie's always had a spot, uh, special spot for the UFC. But um, I don't think either one of them are going to influence too much in terms of what's going to happen with Robbie. I mean, if Strikeforce continues to show that, you know, they want Robbie and they want to take care of Robbie and, and keep him active and keep him um, fighting good fights, you know, it's it's not, Robbie just wants to fight fights, and and basically earn a living, and, and he's not the type of person that wants to call out anyone in particular. He's just going to say, you know, sit back, and, and, you know, if you want to fight him, he's going to come ready to fight. But he's he, he's one of the most fun people to actually try and get ready for fights for that particular reason, because I don't have to worry about making sure somebody's, you know, there to uh, uh, remember that no matter how big the event is, it's still just a fight. Robbie knows exactly what he's getting into, and... um you know, I don't really think it's a situation where he wants to fight any particular person. He just wants to make sure that his family's taken care of and, and he's going to be able to stay active. Now, with the uh, sprained ankle and the um, injuries he took to his, his legs in that fight, uh, what type of layoff is he looking at here? And uh, has he gotten back to training or is he kind of holding off until uh, that heals up more? You know, I mean, Melvin threw some great kicks and, and death without a doubt, but Robbie. Robbie never takes it off. I mean, Robbie's, you know, well-conditioned athlete, always in great shape, so he's going to heal a lot faster than, say, for instance, if myself was to get kicked in the leg, uh, not being quite as active anymore. But that, um, a lot of people don't realize as brutal as those kicks were, I and mean, he was actually up, and and um, 
actually on the exercise bike the next day. Um, I know that seems kind of hard to believe, but we spent most of the night, instead of going out and partying, we we kind of uh, went back to the, the hotel room and, and we started icing it down and, and rolling it out with a, a little foam rubber and uh, giving it some laser treatment and just kind of recycling that and going over the night's uh, events and kind of laughing and smiling and having a good time. And, you know, we took our flights home, and by, you know, that afternoon, he's on the exercise bike um, already, uh, you know, building it up. Now, granted, it's still, you know, stiff and, and tender and, and uh, stuff like that, but there's no damage to it, and he's definitely uh, able to move. Um, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, I mean, give him, you know, another couple of weeks. I mean, he'll be ready to start a camp for, for you know, any fight that the strike force has for him. Moving on to Matt's fight with Henzo coming up here in April in Abu Dhabi. Um, I, I read a quote from you somewhere where you said, you know, Matt has started training for this fight nine weeks out, which is something that, you know, he just doesn't normally do. Uh, and he's he's taking this one completely seriously. How's he looking right now uh, as we're uh, about a month and a half away from that fight? Um, that's looking good. I mean, he's always uh, um, always eats really well. In fact, I wish I even when we're when we're um, not in camp, I, you know, he he, he would uh, come off that that diet a little bit. But he always makes sure he eats really clean, takes care of himself. Um, uh, he's feeling really strong. Uh, you know, gotten a chance to. Um, you know, do some work with him. Uh, you know, his uh, timing's coming along really well. Uh, being nine weeks off, you know, we've got lots of time and, um, you know, some, some little things that we can build off of. And, uh, you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be ready to fight over over there in the, um, over at uh, where, United Emirates, uh, Dubai? Yep. So, Abu Dhabi. In, Abu yeah, Dhabi. in, in, yep. So it's it's uh, I know it's a situation where Hensel thinks that you know that we're, we're kind of going into his home away from home, but none of that stuff really matters to Matt. If he, I hope that's not something Hensel is depending on, um, because you know there's nothing like going to someone's house and beating them up. There's you know I mean to, to uh, anybody will ask the biggest pressure is, is when you're when you're actually having a fight in your own hometown. There's nothing there's no pressure on us going to someone else to fight. Now. Matt hasn't fought since uh, the May win over Sarah. Is, is that um, nearly year-long layoff going to have an effect here, or is this something where he's, you know, just fine staying in shape with, without uh, fighting that uh, that far in between, and uh, he's going to be fine for this fight? Um, that's, that's, I mean, that, that stuff is, I mean, you know, it's so hard to predict. I mean, sometimes with some fighters it's an issue, some fighters it's, it's not. Um, you know, it's it's uh, all I can say is you know, in terms of his preparation in the gym, I don't, it doesn't look like that it's going to be a, uh, much of a problem. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that there's for a time. I mean, Matt was fighting, you know, four or five times a month, not month, because that'd be a lot a year. Um, pretty high profile fights, and you know, I think some of the rest has, has been kind of good for Matt. Um, so it's it's a again, it's not a situation where Matt's like one of those people that are going to, you know, blow up, you know. 40 pounds beyond their fighting class. He won't even go anywhere near that. Uh, he's always staying in good shape, and he's definitely competitive. So I don't uh, anticipate that the layoff will be much of an issue with him as long as we do the right things in, in training camp here for the next you know, eight, or, eight or nine weeks. Now, if I remember correctly, Matt just signed a, a contract extension with the UFC? Um, I, to be honest with you, I, I believe he has, but you couldn't quote me on any of that. I don't, I don't really get too much into their... Um, business in terms of that regard. I just have kind of a vague understanding based upon um, what they tell me. 
Well, my lead-in with that was, is, um, you know, there was a lot of talk coming into the Sarah fight that both guys were kind of on the downtrend in their careers, and there was a lot of question of retirement coming out of the, uh, coming into that one. Um, but clearly, after that fight, uh, both both guys looked like they still had plenty left in the tank to go. Sarah's coming off that that uh, knockout of Trigg last weekend, and Matt's coming into this one looking to to continue. And um, I I believe he did sign a contract extension. I'm just, uh, how long do you think uh, Matt wants to keep going here? You got guys like Randy Couture going. Uh, I mean, Couture is obviously the high end of um, that older athlete in this sport. But um, yeah. with Matt having the career he's had thus far, uh, how long does he want to keep fighting, and how long does he want to keep this going? Well, the thing is, Matt's always been able to uh, stay um, really healthy. Outside of the fight with, with uh, Tiago, where he fell, where he fell um, kind of awkwardly and, and uh, damaged his knee, outside of that, he's, he's stayed pretty, uh, pretty safe. He, he fights a relatively safe style for him. Um, it's just really a matter of motivation. And, you know, over the last, you know, two years, now that the sport's getting to a point where they're actually making lots of money, it's kind of hard to sit back and say, well, you know, I used to do this for free, or I used to do this for a couple hundred dollars, and now you're going to give me, you know, $100,000 or $20,000 to do the same thing? I mean, it's kind of hard to say, well, I'm not just going to saddle up for one more time. Um, you know, so I, I, don't, I don't anticipate, as long as Matt's competitive, Mosley can compete, um, I think it's going to be something that he wants to uh, stay involved with. I know one of the things he always talks about is, you know, it's not necessarily the fights, but the camaraderie that we share um, as a team. Um, you know that, you know, they're just memories for a lifetime. It's not, uh, you know, the fights themselves are awesome, and and the accomplishments that we uh, uh, achieved during them, those are fantastic as well. But you know, the times that we share as people, as friends, as teammates. Um, those are memories that, um, you know, I'm not sure if we're ready just to walk away from. And uh, I think it's something that, uh, you know, most fighters have to um, experience. You know, once, obviously, once you're no longer competitive, then, yeah, the answer's kind of, you know, the question's kind of answered for you. But as long as you're competitive, I mean, there's a lot of other, you know, factors to to come into effect. I mean, these guys really did this just because they loved it before. And I don't don't anticipate that stuff to, to stop for some of these guys who can, continue to make money and, and do well at this board. Now, uh, let's move it over to, to Jeremy and, and elite performance there in Utah. I know Jeremy has picked up, I, I believe it's four fights, four, four victories in a row here. Uh, and um, is, is he planning any uh, type of comeback to the major uh, shows? I mean, you've got strike force that he has guys that he can compete against. Uh, hell, if he keeps winning, he can make a return to the UFC again. Is that in his plans at all, or is he content fighting there uh, locally? No, there's Jeremy. Jeremy definitely has the goal this year to um, reassert himself as you know one of the top uh, middleweights in the world. Um, you know, it's, it, there, there were a couple of mistakes and mental issues that we've had to get past in terms of his performances in the UFC. Um, where he was just on the cusp and just one mistake, you know, and he was getting guillotined, um, you know. And but I think he's overcome a lot of a lot of that. Um, you know, there's been some talks about him going over to uh, to Japan that haven't come through. Um, there's also been, you know, some some discussions between him, me and him that saying, you know, how he would love to go to to Strike Force or just been any organization. You know, you got to realize <laughs> with the guy with as many fights as Jeremy has, it's, it's he does that again because he loves fighting. I'm just blessed to to work with a group of guys, you know, that 
Um, you know, we did this before it was popular. Uh, we did this before the big money was there. You know, these guys are really a, a group of tough guys that really enjoy what they do. And, and if it's the fight at a local show, you know, where they, as long as it's reasonable, because, again, we've got to eat and we've got expenses, um, you know, they're going to do it. And the same thing is should an opportunity come up with this organization or that organization. Oh, I know he would die to go to, to the UFC again. Um, I, I know he would love to, especially with guys like Kel Thonen, who he's beaten a, you know, a few times, you know, doing well, just coming off of a big loss. Or, and just Jeremy's been so competitive and it's not coming away with wins with so many great fighters that are, you know, now, um, you know, showing their faces and, and doing really well in the sport. And he knows that he can uh, compete on the same level. You know, if not, you know, work his way back up to a title shot again. Uh, speaking of Chael Sonnen, uh, the news came out today that Vitor is hurt and off of that card that Matt's fighting on in Abu Dhabi. Um, so that that may end up moving the, the Matt Henzo fight to the, the co-main event of the evening there at UFC 112. Um, Sonnen may end up getting a, a shot against Anderson sooner rather than later, but with his medical suspension, he might not fight on that card. Um, would that be a boost in profile for Matt? Is that something you guys have... Uh, even talked about yet, or uh, just a non-concern where he ends up on the card right now? Uh, it, it's really not much of a concern. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, the UFC fans, you know, I'm sure that they'll probably be um, excited for both, you know, fights if they, if they would have, you know, kicked off. Um, however, but in terms of being there in, in, in the Middle East, I mean, that is kind of like Hendo's home away from home. And, and to us, that's, that is the main event. Um, and Matt's been doing this, you know, that sort of stuff for a year, and or not not a year for years, um, and it's not something that I think is going to be much of a consideration uh, in terms of wh- exactly where they're putting it, um, putting him on the card, and, and where they want uh, you know him at in terms of promotion and whatnot. All right, Matt, you've been in this sport for a long, long time, as you said. You you go you go back to the days when uh, these guys weren't getting paid for this. You guys, you're in with a group that. Uh, has come up loving the fight game for the fight game, not for the money, not for the the fanfare. And um, you know, as a, as a striking coach yourself, the boxing coach, uh, who are who are some of the guys that you look at in the sport right now that are uh, the top strikers in your eyes in uh, across the MMA landscape? Oh wow, there's you know, initially when I first got into the sport, I mean, I, it was definitely interesting. It was almost I don't want to say laughable because there were so many holes out there in terms of people striking game, but they continue to improve, um, you know, with leaps and bounds in such a short time. Uh, there's, there's a handful of guys out there. Um, you know, I would definitely, you know, and, and again, this isn't just because, uh, you know, I, I coach them, but I, I would have to put Robbie Lawler right out there. I think, um, you know, out, his defense is, is underrated outside of people getting their lead leg kicks on. On him, you know, I, I don't really think the kids really got hit very much over the last, uh, you know, I would say three years or so. Um, but I would, I would also ask, actually, you know, the, the traditional answers. You know, Anderson Silva is very tough. He's fun to watch. Uh, you know, I, obviously, I would love to see um, Aldo. I, he's probably one of my favorite fighters to watch right now, just purely as a fan. Um, I'm excited about his fight with uh, Uriah coming up. That should be a great fight. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's just a handful of, you know, granted, it still is not at the level that, you know, some of, you know, that, you know, at the top level of boxing or, or some of the, 
you know, top level of, of K1 fighters, but it's, it's getting damn close and knowing the worth ethic of the, of the uh, athlete that likes to fight in the UFC or in mixed martial arts period, you know, I anticipate that gap to continue to close. Um, but the thing is, is like I said, it, 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 they're two different sports and, you know, when you have to worry about, you know, 10 different other options, you know, there's always going to be some hole somewhere. It's it's just uh, it's it's just an amazing sport. Um, so yeah, it's I don't have ever anticipate them to be able to uh, uh, you know match completely with the top boxers or the top K1 strikers because I mean they they, they completely are two different sports and and there's there's a, a lot of things that the guys from boxing and K1 don't have to worry about that um, you know you, is, is a definite concern in mixed martial arts. Uh, we'll go back to the the lead performance, Jim. Uh, what's that uh, transition been like for you here from from the Hit Squad team uh, moving out to Utah and working with Jeremy in, in that gym? And uh, who are some of the guys that uh, are, are looking to break out here this year from that gym? Um, you know, Jeremy's uh, always he's, he's, to me. I mean, I think he's in terms of mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu. Nah, I'm not talking about jiu-jitsu or anything like that. You know, Jeremy's like one of the one of the godfathers of of mixed martial arts. I can't tell you how many times I've been in rooms the week of the UFC, watching people sharing different moves and and kind of learning things from one another. And it's it's like a, a it's like tra- tracing back your your you know your family tree or whatnot in terms of what people are learning. There's a lot of things people pick up. There's stuff that Jeremy's been doing for for years and has been teaching people that have been came in and out of the uh, military fighting systems and went on to somewhere else and continued to teach on. So he's, uh, yeah, I'm, I know I'm in a great situation to where, um, you know, in terms of the ground game, I have the, who I believe is probably best uh, uh, ground coach in regards to mixed martial arts that's out there. And um, knowing what I have uh, to bring to the table in terms of striking and coaching good strikers, you know, I, it, it's going to be an amazing fit uh, for years to come. Um, I know that uh, I expect to continue to see things from Demarcus Johnson. Um, I believe, and I think, I don't know if it's signed yet, but I believe he's got a big fight with uh, Blackburn coming up, and it may actually be on the same card as Matt. Uh, I know a lot of that's still up in the air, but um, it should be something that's interesting to see if it does go through. I think it'd be a good fight. Uh, Blackburn is a tough, you know, good striker himself, but um, Demarcus is probably one of the most well-rounded athletes that uh, I've, had the chance to work with, and um, he just hasn't had the, the real opportunity to show it. He kind of showed a little bit of it for the first uh, two and a half minutes or so against uh, Edgar Garcia uh, before, you know, lose, losing a little uh, mental focus and um, getting caught with the right hand, but then he showed the great jiu-jitsu that he has in terms of going from the up kick to his triangle combination. Um, you know, but the guy's tough. I mean, he's, I, I anticipate really big things for him as long as we can keep him focused. Um in terms of, we've got a lot of really young, tough guys there. Uh, there's another um, guy named uh, Scotty Casey. He's a super, super young kid uh, that's coming up. Um, Nick Rothborough, uh he's also a guy who's fighting anywhere between 185 to 205 pounds. Um, the guy who's, it's again, you know, he's been fighting long enough to where he started off. No experience, didn't care about gym time. But, um, you know, so his record starting off didn't end up good because he just wanted to fight. But once he came to elite performance, he's, he's been able to get a lot of things together and, and start running off a lot of wins. 
uh, another big guy who, who I, uh, not a big guy, but I guess he is a big little guy. His name's uh, David Castillo. He's a 155-pounder that we have uh, who's, you know, knocking everybody out. Uh, and I actually anticipate a lot of good things from him coming up. But the thing is, is you know, a lot of these guys are young. Um, you know, we there's there's definitely some holes that we would like to uh, plug up in some of their games before we uh, push them really hard. But, um, you know, there's lots of good things. You know, I've also had talks about, you know, with a couple other agents, which I'll probably kind of leave under the wraps for now, that, you know, want to bring in, you know, a lot of other UFC fighters uh, out to the Salt Lake. Um, you know, it's a great place to train, not just because of Jeremy and myself, but the fight atmosphere here is, uh, atmosphere, um, around here is, it's amazing. A lot of people don't realize how how big of MMA fans are in Salt Lake. How many different shows? How many MMA gyms? And the fact that you get to come and train, you know, anywhere from you know seven thousand feet uh, to to ten thousand feet. I mean, that's that's not going to do anything but help you in terms of prepare for a fight. So, you know, it's a great place to come uh, and train. I know we just opened a, a our, we just moved to a new gym that's down in it's actually just south of um, Salt Lake and Sandy. Uh, just about 20 minutes south of Salt Lake itself. But uh, that's a phenomenal place, and, you know, the, the team is great. Um, I still have a lot of contacts with my friends um, at the Hit Squad, and, you know, even at Militage Fighting Systems, you know, you know Drew McFedries is a very good friend of mine um, who I also had the privilege of training in the past, and, you know, I, I get a chance to chat with Pat here and there. Um, you know, it's, it's, all, it's something that's been a progression, you know, from one place to another. They're all friends. Uh, we've all, you know, been involved in the sport for a long time, and and just like if uh, you know I ever need anything for them, I know that they're there, and if they ever need anything for me, you know, I'm just a phone call away as well. Uh, speaking of Pat, there uh, he's come out recently. He's trying to get a fight going with uh, Frank Shamrock, but with Shamrock stalling on his end, it's sounding like he's just wanting to fight anyone right now. What do you think about Pat getting back into the game at uh, at his age? You know, the thing is, is age isn't as, as big of a problem as, as, as health. And when Pat's healthy, um, he's going to give anyone fit. I don't care who who you're talking about. Um, and it's, it's sometimes, you know, he's had, I know, a couple of years ago, he's been having some problems, um, you know, with here and there. But the thing is, is I've also seen him go on, you know, on two or three years, uh, you know, benches where, where, uh, you know, absolutely nothing's wrong with the guy. And, you know, when that when that's happening, I mean, I, it was fun watching Pat sit back and, and get in the gym and go with guys like Robbie and Drew and, and Matt. And because a lot of times, if you didn't know any better, you, you weren't sure who was getting ready for the fight or, or who was, you know, the guy who was the world champion still or who was the guy that, you know, was the young up-and-comer. I mean, he's what Pat does better than anybody in the world is, well, well, I know there's a lot of good guys out there, but man, I, I speak so boisterously, uh, you know, boisterously about it because, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about Team Jackson, but you know, Pat's done, been there and done that. I don't think anybody still has as many titles as Pat's had in his gym. And the thing that he's what's made him so successful is the ability to transition so many different, you know, uh, disciplines together. You know, he's a phenomenal striker. Um, you know, he's got great wrestling. He definitely has some submissions. Um, but what makes him um, so so uh, deadly is the ability to transition from from one discipline to the other. And you know, when whenever Pat wants to do whatever he wants to focus his attention on, whether it's commentating, 
you know, working with our military or building up young fighters, whatever he wants to focus on, he's, he's going to do. If he wants to, you know, continue to train hard and, and, um, and, and compete again, I, I anticipate him doing that, you know, successfully, uh, successfully as well. But the thing is, is, uh, his, his, his big downfall is, you know, he, there's just not enough time in the day. So, what it, you know, he's going to have to focus on what he wants to do. And, and if he has the time, um, I know he'll have the dedication. Uh, he'll just have to pick which one he wants to uh, develop. Well, Matt, I thank you again for taking the time out to, to chat with me here tonight. Is there anything else you'd like to let people know know that's going on uh, out there in Utah? Or uh, um, what else is in store for Elite Performance in, in 2010? Hey, that's that's just really it. I mean, if you're... You know, even if you're not in Salt Lake, you know, we definitely have the ability to cater to a lot of fighters from um, all levels. we got big guys, little guys from 35 up to heavyweights, um, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're seriously dedicated to uh, creating another dynasty. I know that I've been personally, you know, um, contributed to building a lot of major gyms in the past from the military fighting systems to the hit squad, and I anticipate I'm building a little dynasty out here in, in Salt Lake City, so... It's, uh, you know, if you're in the area, we'd love to have you. And even if you do want to have some competitive striking or, 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 or gym memberships, I, you know, I just come from the philosophy that, you know, it takes, you know, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's, that's just our philosophy. So we'd love to have you out here and, um, and, and to continue to learn from each other. And, uh, that's, that's really about it. Well, Matt, thank you again. Uh, uh, we'll hope to talk to you sometime, uh, later in the year, and uh, uh, we'll wish Matt Hughes uh, the best of luck against Henzo, and uh, look forward to seeing more out of the elite performance guys, and, and hopefully we'll see Jeremy back on a major card before the end of the year. Oh, I anticipate that, and thank you very much. No problem.